Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. What is up, ladies? Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast, baby. I need to stop my singing, but we are here talking about all things weight fluctuations on today's episode. From what is a weight fluctuation? Am I seeing progress? Am I not? To also understanding when are times where maybe it isn't a weight fluctuation. And girl, we got to step up to the plate and hit a homer, baby. And it's time to really crush your goals and get to the root of what's actually holding you back from progress. Regardless of the reason, at the end of the day, you have to understand what goes into that number on the scale or else you could be spinning your wheels, feeling like you're a failure, when in reality, it's a damn fluctuation. So if you relate, let's dive in. So in case you babes missed it, I actually have a whole podcast episode on progress tracking and goal weights. And that episode is actually really important to understand the context of this episode, just because we don't want to go into everything in depth over here. I like to keep my episodes short and sweet and right to the point for you guys. But if you're not tracking your progress accurately, it's really going to impact our interpretation of obviously your progress on a scale, but also reflecting on, okay, is this a weight fluctuation or what's really happening here? So when we are diving into the basics of tracking progress at TSN, we take your lowest weight every week and we compare that to your calories, your protein intake. And then also, you know, a side assessment on your eating habits, exercise, everything in between. But put really simply, being able to track your lowest weight every week is going to give you the data needed to understand if you are making progress over time or you're not. And why this is so important is because women often think, oh my goodness, I didn't lose weight this week. I'm a failure. This is not working where our trend over time matters most. Like you didn't get here in a day and girlfriend, you're not going to get here in a week, right? It takes time to get our body composition and our weight off. And some weeks are going to lose more weight. Some weeks are going to be less weight. But at the end of the day, that progress tracker in particular that we use inside a TSN is key. So we're not using our emotions to dictate, oh my God, restrict more, exercise more, do this or that, very fad diet-esque. And instead we're using data to be inquisitive about our progress instead of being harsh and mean and disrespectful to all the work we're putting in. And why I'm dwelling on this so much as we're starting off this episode is the fact that we can't understand a weight fluctuation unless we understand how it applies to our weight. And to put really bluntly, our weight fluctuates every single day, whether or not we know it or not. And unfortunately, it takes wanting to lose weight and beginning a weight loss journey to actually understand what happens with our weight every day. Because when you're not losing weight, especially when you're gaining weight, I'm sure you're not going on the scale every day. I'm sure you're not being super specific about weighing yourself and tracking that progress and that weight gain over time, right? It's only when you're losing weight that it becomes important. But the issue is diets, especially commercial diets that I don't agree with. If you guys are listening to this episode, as you probably know, 
if you followed me for a little bit of time. They don't teach us this. They tell us how to eat. We have to eat this cookie cutter specific way. We have to oftentimes be restrictive, follow a meal plan, a good and bad food list. And then it leads us to this point where we also don't understand our body. And so much of nutrition and becoming the hottest and healthiest version of yourself is understanding your body, which leads us into the question, what exactly is a weight fluctuation? So with deductive reasoning, we hear the word weight, we hear the word fluctuation, we're probably thinking, okay, it's how the scale moves, you know, up and down, up and down, it fluctuates, right? Just because other things fluctuate in life, you know, water goes back and forth. That's a really bad example, but everything fluctuates, right? There's not one specific exact number, especially when we're talking about the human body. And that is essentially what a weight fluctuation is. It's when the scale changes, but it actually doesn't mean real fat gain or real fat loss. And that's actually a really important point because when we view the number going down day to day on the scale, you're going to be hella excited and hella tempted to be like, oh my God, I lost a pound. Look at me, girl. But I would really argue it's the trend over time that really gives us a true indication about how our body weight and fat is changing than it is day to day. Um, But what's interesting is we get so hype about losing one pound in one day and we freak the fuck out (laughs) gaining one pound or two pounds in a day. But what's interesting is our weight fluctuates all the time. And like I said, just because we're on a weight loss journey, that's why we're weighing and measuring and we're more cognizant of this. But this happens regardless of if you're in a deficit and trying to lose weight. It happens during maintenance. It happens if you're in a surplus and you're gaining weight. Your weight's not going to be the same all the time. A really easy way to think about this is you weigh yourself in the morning. And that was probably at 6 a.m. before you eat or drink anything before you work out and move your body, before you get in your morning coffee, and it's right after you go to the bathroom, hopefully, and you have this raw weight of yourself that is probably the lowest weight that you will be at for the entire day, which is why it's a really great place to weigh yourself if you're thinking about consistency with weigh-ins so you can get a rough idea where you're at. But it's what happens after this that's really important because after you get in your workout, you move your body, you drink your coffee, you drink your water, you eat your meals, you're putting things in and things are coming out all day and there's a lot of body changes happening. And as those are happening, logically, hopefully y'all are in this place, but you're not gaining two pounds of fat because you had a meal. That's not how we accumulate fat on our body. That is what it would be called a weight fluctuation because our weight fluctuates dependent on what's going on within our body. And it's not actual fat gain that's happening because that happens over a period of time. It's more of the scale fluctuations that occur day to day, moment to moment, meal to meal. Now, when we talk about weight fluctuations, I often get asked by clients about what is a normal weight fluctuation to see. And it often depends on your habits. And I will say for women losing weight, and this is solely based upon me seeing women's diets and working with so many women in the weight loss space, right, that it tends to be less of a fluctuation when we are being really intentional with our food choices and trying to lose weight. However, y'all still experience it. I will say when you are more in this fun environment, you you tend to see a little bit more of a fluctuation, which is why, especially on the weekends or a fun meal or a restaurant alcohol-fueled celebration, that's why you can see a lot of fluctuation on the scale. So back to the original question though, what is a normal weight fluctuation? So our weight can healthfully fluctuate within a day anywhere from half a pound 
all the way up to seven pounds. I mean, it could technically be more. I've definitely seen people have massive swings, especially if you are in a larger body, you tend to have a little bit more fluctuation from what I see. However, anywhere between half a pound all the way up to seven pounds. And I will say most of my clients tend to fluctuate about two to three pounds dependent on how quote unquote on track versus how fun and like indulgent and celebratory they're being. But truthfully, you can see these big fluctuations on the scale. And yes, of course, sometimes it's a little bit of fat gain, but sometimes it's actually just a true full-blown fluctuation and you did not gain weight. And what I mean that you didn't actually gain fat and weight has to do with how the fluctuation is occurring and really why they occur at the end of the day. So there are many reasons the scale fluctuates, and I've talked a little bit about some of them already in this episode. Rapid fire thinking about what impacts the scale. The first thing is your fluid and hydration. Your fluid status has massive impact on the scale because as you're sweating, as you're you know taking in liquids like water, and also there's water and fluids through food as well, all of that is going to impact your hydration status, which is important for your health, but also important for the number on the scale. Um, so that is a big piece. And as we're thinking about hydration, another big factor that's related to hydration is what you're eating. So the types of foods you eat actually impact the scale in many ways. And a really great example of this is actually fruit and veggies. If you're adding fruits and veggies to your diet, they are filled with lots of water, right? When we think about a cucumber or watermelon, perfect example, there's the freaking word water in it. They are very moist. Dare I say that word? I know so many people hate it, but moist and they're filled with fluids and especially hydration. Those foods are very, very hydrating. And that is going to impact the scale because not only there's fiber, which impacts the scale, but that fluid in there is going to be part of that. And that compared to a bag of chips that is very low in hydration, or, you know, think about something like freeze-dried fruit that actually has the liquid taken out of it. The types of food choices you have impact that number on the scale and potentially some of those fluctuations. And I will say, it isn't uncommon to see some weight gain as you're really improving your food choices. And you may think, holy shit, like I'm gaining weight. I thought I was eating healthy salads and fruit for snacks and shit. But it's not actually necessarily fat gain. It's that your scale is fluctuating because you're in this transitional period. In addition, when your digestion is changing, it's not that your digestion can't handle it. It's that you're putting new foods in and they're being processed in a different way because we process different foods differently. We have the goal to break down food in our body, but the types of foods impact how it's metabolized and absorbed and the time it takes to do that. A really great example of this is if you're adding in more whole grains, more fiber-rich foods like fruits and vegetables and legumes and even nuts. These foods are, have more fiber in them and fiber is this indigestible part of carbohydrates hydrates, they bulk up our stool. And of course, this is all correlated back to the scale and your hydration status and how you feel. But as you're including more fiber, you're going to be bulking up your stool more. And of course, if you're also not increasing your water intake, which helps flushes out the stool, right? Go into the bathroom, ladies. It can cause a quote unquote backup. And literally you could be constipated and need to freaking poop. And that could be part of why you're seeing a little bit of scale fluctuation as your digestion is changing. And it's not like, once again, you can't handle these foods. It's that you're incorporating different foods. And this is why if you go out to eat and you have very different foods, like when I go on vacation, I always know I'm going to come back probably a little bit heavier, a little bit bloated with the travel and all of those changes that occur on the plane as well. And my eating habits are different. I often come back and the scale might be a little bit higher, but no, I didn't gain fat. I was healthy and balanced and honored my hunger. And I'm still in the same set point range where I was before. So it is really important to keep that in mind. 
Another big aspect that actually is related to hydration, but also just recovery in general, is exercise. Exercise is a big reason why many women fluctuate depending on the type of exercise you do. And put really simply, if you're doing a really heavy strength training session, when you are exercising, what is literally happening is you're breaking down your muscle to then lay foundation to build new muscle. You're breaking down those literal micro fucking tears in your muscle. And guess what happens when you have an injury, girlfriend, which is a healthy injury because that's how you grow muscle and get stronger. It's not a bad injury, like breaking your ankle or your leg or dislocating your shoulder, right? Like this is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But what happens is it causes inflammation. It causes water retention and healing that necessarily has to happen to that area as you are recovering from that exercise, which is why food is so important for that recovery. And I share this because it isn't abnormal, especially after a very heavy training session where you're pushing yourself, or especially if you're including exercise and you're challenging yourself in a way that you've never before, you're adding in more steps, you're doing more sessions, the sessions are longer, the duration is more intense and heavier weights are being lifted or you're running faster and you're sprinting. All of this is going to impact those fluctuations. And instead of obsessing over oh my God, how much did the scale fluctuate? Really think to yourself, how did I change my habits that could be in turn impacting the scale? And of course, we can't forget it. Another really big component as females is the fluctuations around our menstrual cycle, aka our good old girlfriend that comes every month, our period. I won't go super in-depth about this. We could do a whole series on just our menstrual cycle and how it impacts our nutrition. And hint, hint, we have some fun episodes coming at you soon. But our menstrual cycle is a huge thing that literally happens every month and you know the symptoms of bloating and you guys might firsthand see that sometimes you feel like your digestion is changing. Maybe how you defecate and go to the bathroom is kind of changing, how you feel changes. And most importantly, you see on the scale that, damn, like I'm not feeling so hot and oh my God, the scale went up a little bit, but I thought I was in my calories and macros. I thought I was doing everything right. It is very normal to see these changes. And in fact, after your cycle, quote unquote, happens and you're past your monthly cycle, it isn't uncommon to see one of like the lowest weigh-ins because you've de-bloated, you're back to normal, um, and also appetite changes occur during this time as well. So that is something that absolutely impacts the scale every month. And no, in a couple days of having your period, you gain three pounds on the scale and you're also not feeling your best and your digestion is different. Girl, you did not gain weight. You are having your freaking period. And these are the big mamas, to be quite honest, that usually happen. The only other one we're missing, especially with fast food that I want to leave you guys with before moving on from this topic is sodium. Sodium is something that we know often causes water retention or literally does cause water retention. So if your sodium intake has drastically changed, which is really cool when you track your calories because you can actually see the sodium in the food choices that you're having, especially processed foods, that is going to impact the scale. Because if you're having more water retention after a high sodium, because if you had a high sodium meal and the scale is up and your sodium intake is much higher than where you're normally at, it's very normal to know that, hey, look, girl, I'm having some water retention. That is most likely why this weight fluctuation is occurring a little bit more drastic than what you're used to. But with all this considered, I also don't want y'all to think that every time you see the scale going up, And that scale tends to keep going up or maybe a really stagnant that shit. Oh, this is just a weight fluctuation. There's nothing I can do better because there always are things that we can do better. And it's not with the mindset that you're not doing enough. It's that we have to understand what is a weight fluctuation versus what is me not actually seeing progress 
So to put really simply, every babe is different, but what I see happens to most women with a weight fluctuation is ideally if we're able to weigh in every day or even four or five days at minimum per week, we're going to be able to collect data that tells us, hey, this is what is happening to our weight. And from there, as hard as it is, we need to see what our lowest weight was that week, continue on with the same habits and behaviors we have implemented. What I mean is calorie tracking, trying to hit our range, trying to eat the same similar foods in the same frequency and incorporating balance and exercise and keeping with those habits, we do that. And then the next week, we take those same four to five, if not everyday weigh-ins. We see those fluctuations and we're, you know, that are going to happen, but we're looking at them and we're being curious and optimistic. And then we see the lowest weight that week. And then I really say the cherry on top is seeing the lowest weight the third week. Once we see that starting to go down, we know, hey, those lowest weights each week, they tend to be going down. We're going in the right direction. And what's crazy is as you do this more and more, you get three weeks then six weeks then 12 weeks, then, you know, months of data, right? Under your belt. And hopefully by that point, you don't even need months of data because you get the rhythm and vibe of your journey and you're going to keep going. You're going to be able to see, hey, I'm either losing, gaining, losing, gaining the same amount, which doesn't mean you're actually necessarily losing fat and gaining fat if, if it's in the same like couple pound range. That means you're maintaining because your weight fluctuates every day. And that lowest weigh-in gives us roughly that lowest number, the highest weigh-in, obviously, like those fluctuations up that depend on many of these factors. But it gives us a rough idea of that set point weight, essentially, for your body. But if we start to see that number go down over time and we're graphing that lowest weight each week, we know that is not a fluctuation, right? That is actual progress. If it's staying the same, our weight's going to be fluctuating, but I wouldn't define your progress as a fluctuation. It's that you're maintaining. See, the thing is you're either making progress or you're not. Fluctuations happen whether or not you're making progress and you're in a deficit or you're maintaining your weight and you're not actively in that deficit seeing that progress on the scale. The fluctuation just describes what's happening with your weight day to day and meal to meal and between your weigh-ins essentially. So it's really important, once again, that you're tracking your progress so we can interpret, is this a fluctuation or is this actual, you know, progress that we're seeing, but it's masked by some of the changes that happen day to day on the scale. And what I can absolutely say, that's probably a follow-up thought that many of you babes have, is wondering about if there's anything that y'all can do to avoid weight fluctuations or make them less drastic. Because what can happen is if you're experiencing a big weight fluctuation, you can be like, am I making progress? What's going on here? Am I doing this right? And it can be really difficult. So what I have to say to that is, we can't prevent weight fluctuations altogether from happening, but I think a big part of this journey that I'd want you to do no matter what is having consistent habits and really why weight fluctuations happen and why sometimes they can be really drastic is because your habits are really changing. You're not eating at home as much and then you're going out on vacation and you're having completely different foods. You're switching up your exercise routine. You're changing this or that and changes aren't bad. T changing the types of foods you're eating, trying to incorporate more balance or whatnot is, is going to be really helpful. 
But when your habits and behaviors change very drastically day to day, you are going to experience more weight fluctuations. And guess what? They're going to be more drastic. And oftentimes it's the people who are doing that, that honestly have the most struggle with their weight that are struggling with weight fluctuations the most. And it's not that we want to find a cure to the weight fluctuations. We actually want to find the cure to your weight loss journey because that inconsistency and that constant change It's one thing to want to get better and improve upon the habits that you have. And once you master a habit, adding on another one, then once you master all that, adding on another one, that is different. But when we're constantly switching up things and we can't stick to something for a long enough period of time to really see it through and see where our progress is at, that's where we have a really big issue. And it oftentimes is what's really causing these massive and very drastic fluctuations on the scale as well. And ultimately, it's either a friend or a foe. You either have to make peace with fluctuations. And I do find weighing yourself consistently and really using it as data to be unbiasedly looking at your progress a little bit more objectively and using these numbers to be curious and once again, inquisitive about what you're doing and what you could improve. But I really do find for some women that honestly, sometimes weighing yourself and really focusing on these numbers for whatever mindset reasons, what's going on internally, sometimes it can do more harm than good. And what I mean by that is if you're just having such a difficult time shifting your mindset, realizing it's a fluctuation, it's affecting your mood, it's affecting your mindset, it's affecting your energy, it's affecting your motivation, it's affecting your belief in yourself that you can achieve your goals and feel healthy and confident and maintain your progress. That is when we need to step away from the scale. Hands down, step away from it. As much as I do know it can help so many people, everyone comes in with different mindset and dieting histories and struggles at the end of the day. And if you're always feeling like this is setting you back, It's going to continue to set you back because you're not making friends with the scale and we have to have a good relationship to it. And oftentimes I feel like if we're getting so obsessed and being so high or low, happy, sad, dependent on you stepping on the scale and seeing that number there. It's really going to hold you back, girlfriend. It's going to hold you back from doing what you need to do. It's going to hold you back from preserving your energy and happiness that is so correlated to your ability to lose weight. We have to be really protective of that. And there are going to be ups and downs and it happens whether or not you weigh yourself, but sometimes for even a short period of time, really focusing on what you can control and getting your mindset in a better place is sometimes the best therapy and intervention for seeing progress on the scale. 